It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, Anything's possible. Yeah. Rainy J's. Jump shot, fade away. This is the best Celtics podcast day to day. Especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth, you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth, you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King. Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah, blah. No more Geno time, we watching Jay do the Zaza. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Here in the Locked On Podcast Network, we want to thank you for making us part of your daily routine. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, Sam Jam Packard, here with you post-game. This is a great Friday show because the Celtics came back after a shitty, horrible, terrible first half, or more specifically second quarter, to really put a nice half together and beat the Milwaukee Bucks 96 to 89 to now move to 3 and 2 on the season matching the Bucks record Celtics doing it the way we thought they would do it after everything went down the stars stepped up the rookies the young kids struggled a little bit but just a nice solid overall win don't you think so Sam, I know you do because you said this before we started recording. Yeah, very excellent win tonight. And the the guys with all the talent, they stepped up and showed that talent. It was uh, it was nice to see Kyrie and Al Horford both just kind of show that they are professional basketball players. And there's a reason they are paid quite handsomely for it. Kyrie um, did a little bit more of his domination in the first half, just doing great one-on-one basketball. And Al Horford... Start of the night just playing great defense on Giannis and was amazing uh, on the offensive end of the court. 11 for 14, 4 of 5 from 3, ended up with 27 points. And it's just for someone who loves Al Horford and has gone through many, many an algasm, tonight was just, it was almost too much. It was almost overstimulating because <laughs> this, was, this was Al Horford at his best. And he's just, um, he's played amazing defense this entire year. Um, but in a night when the young guys did not step up, Jalen Brown had a real rough night. Jason Tatum didn't do much. Um, he played – him and Kyrie seemed to really develop a nice chemistry. Those guys play well in the pick and roll together. And Al Horford just with his ability to play five and stretch people out and knock down shots like that from three-point, he's a dangerous basketball player. And anyone who thinks otherwise is um, – Bad at sports takes and bad at watching basketball. <laughs> I, I hate to say this. I really do hate to say this. I know a lot of people who are listening. You you, you might hold this opinion. It, it's it's wrong. It is incorrect. You may believe it in your heart, but it, it's it's very similar to Kyrie believing in his heart that the Earth is flat. I hope that it's not true. I hope you see the light that Al Horford is god damn good at basketball and he doesn't need to hit for 27 points on 11 of 14 shooting for you to sit there and say oh yeah well now if he did that all the time yeah he'd earn his money 
Al Horford is great at basketball. He's really goddamn good at basketball. And tonight he did it scoring-wise. Again, 27 points, 11 of 14 from the field for a nice, cool 78.5%. Four of five from three overall in the game. In the second half, the second half numbers, all four of five from three came in the second half. Six of eight overall in the second half. 16 points overall in the second half for Al Horford. Kyrie Irving, eight points, five assists. I swear all five assists came to uh, went to Al Horford in the second half. He had seven assists overall, and uh, just a great night for Kyrie. 24 points, seven assists, two steals, uh, a block, three rebounds. Just fabulous stuff from Kyrie. Dribbling like a maniac, spinning and doing things that he just really shouldn't be doing. Uh, exactly what you want from these guys. When the youngsters go out like Tatum, who in this game still managed 12 points, which is, I mean, all right. I'm, I'm not. Five, even, five from the line is amazing from Tatum. I yeah. don't remember any of those five, but to see him with 12 points in the game is kind of shocking because I don't remember him making like many shots. I'll quickly wrap up my point because I want to just quickly move on to Tatum. To, to have those big guys, the stars that that are remaining, step up when the young guys struggle. That's exactly what you need them to do. And it felt like the first few games they might have been a little reticent to take over. But now, but, but they, they let those other guys, they let Tatum and Jalen just do their thing. And a, and a night like tonight where they, they struggled a bit, they, they stepped up. Okay, Jason Tatum struggled a bit, okay? First half, one of three. Second half, two of three. Not a, not a lot of shots, but like you said, Five of five from the line, just money. He he hit a three. He had a, a few assists. To for him to get eight point, I mean to, to get twelve points and be a plus eight after all of that, that is maybe as impressive as some of the bigger number games that he's had because he seemed to struggle, yet he found a way to put up a very solid twelve point three assists, two rebound, one steal game. That's a nice game for a kid who not only is 19, but looked all of 19 years old for a large stretch of this game. Yeah, I think the with the return of Marcus Smart, um, the offense of the second unit kind of went away from Tatum being the main focus, and it felt like Smart was really trying to regain not regain control, but just like he's Marcus Smart. Of course, he's going to handle the basketball if he's in the game, and it's a classic Marcus Smart night on offense. Two of ten from the field, two of six from three pointers. But those two three pointers were huge. Like they were like really key shots in the moment, and he hit the ones that counted. Um, I didn't think he was amazing in his return, but just the very fact of him returning to the lineup, it feels like they used Tatum a little bit less. And even though um, I like just thinking back on the game, I remember Tatum missing his shots early. I feel like there were some moments. He still had his good moments in the second half. I really like him finishing closeouts and just attacking the rim, especially going to his left. It feels like he has the ability to get um, by like kind of guards and turn his shoulder. And he has that strength and the size. He's freakishly long. He's a big man. And I don't think I like really recognized how giant Jason Tatum is coming out of college, but he's going to keep growing and be 6'10". That's going to be amazing. But he has a really good job of uh, clearing out closeouts. So I thought he had a solid night. Um, Comparatively, he was the better of the two young guys, the other reigning Jays, because Jalen Brown started out with a terrible shooting performance. I think it was 0 for 8 to start. 
He eventually finished with nine points and made some threes in the game, but he was awful early. Uh, I like the fact that he kept shooting the ball with some confidence, but you know what? There's like a lot of expectations with Jalen after he's looked so good in the first four games, but you know what? He's still in the second year, and he's going to have some nights where he just doesn't make any shots. Right, but he scored nine points, and seven of them came in the second half. So that's a nice bounce back. Four rebounds, some big clutch rebounds. A plus. He had f- ten rebounds in the. I think his career high. Celtics PR just tweeted out that. Uh, so even though he didn't hit, he's still making a contribution um, on the court, which is what you like to see. Just effort from young guys. Are they calling it ten rebounds? Because my uh, my box score says nine, but uh, that's that's fine. You know, nine ten. He had three offensive rebounds, which led the team. Like The thing with Brown and with Tatum, both of those guys did enough other things where they played poorly for long stretches, yet they were each pluses. Now, individual plus minus in a game is not it's, – it's wonky, it's crazy – Sometimes it, it, it tells you something big that on one side that doesn't jive with what you what you saw. But in the end, Brown and Tatum were on the floor for positive results. So they did little things, they did other things. They played defense. Again, a, a steal for Tatum, a steal for for Brown, a block for Brown. They, they just – a bunch of rebounds on, on both sides. So doing the little things as a young kid when the rest of your game isn't cooperating, that's, that's a bigger deal for me because it shows a maturity level to, to go and, and still perform and keep your head on straight and not let bad shooting affect your entire game. So they're going to have games like this. That's just going to be how it is. To do the other things, that is that is still impressive to me. Yeah, no, it shows you that they want to win and they're committed to winning. And just it's just effort. It's I feel like a lot of rebounding is effort and willingness to to kind of just get your like hands dirty. Same thing on the defensive end. So. Even when they're not making their shots, it feels good for them to sh- um, step up in that way. But I think the main focus has to be on uh, when those guys aren't making their shots, We ha- uh, the Celtics have two players who can really step up and score. And this was the first game I think we saw Kyrie really just uh, be in attack mode. And I think in the first half, it led to more baskets. In the second half, he kind of created more opportunities for Al Horford. But we, I feel like we all knew this was coming. Like eventually, Kyrie was going to have his game where he was just a very good scorer. And I don't, he he never got to that place where it's like three Kyrie hoops in a row and you're completely going crazy. Uh, he never built it up. I thought it was going to happen in the first half. There's he made two baskets in a row, like some um, just one on one skills, and then I thought he'd do it again in the second half. He never got to that third basket to really get the full Kyrie gasm going. Um, <laughs> But we had a kind of a Kyrie algasm tonight and just in their union and because he found out Horford for some open shots and it was just good to see those two guys uh, step up. And I really like the kind of the chemistry they're uh, developing together. But, you know, one of these days Kyrie's just going to take over and it's going to be amazingly fun to watch. I will relay this. We're talking about Kyrie, but Al Horford, uh, Abby Chin just tweeted this out as you were speaking. 
Al Horford. Shout Stabby Chin. Great lady. Uh, awesome. Uh, Al Horford, the first Celtic with at least 10 field goals, four threes, and a 75% field goal percentage in the past five years. The last person to do that, Paul Pierce. So, nice night for Al Horford. I want to take a moment here to remind everybody that not only is there an entire Locked On podcast network for the NBA side, there is an entire Locked On podcast network for the NFL side. So if you are in Boston, a Celtics fan, and you are, like me and Sam, Patriots fan, Red Sox fans, Bruin fan, we, we got the NFL covered for you too. There is a Locked On Patriots podcast for you. And just like the Celtics, they have a ton of injuries, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to overcome those injuries and hopefully succeed and march through the playoffs. So if you are a Patriots fan or a fan of any other NFL team, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just go search for your favorite team, Locked On, whatever your favorite team is. Search for them just like you searched for us, and go check them out. Everybody's doing a great job. Same deal, Monday through Friday. That's what the Locked On Podcast Network does. So go find them wherever you find your podcasts. Check out the Locked On Patriots. They're out there doing a great job every day. Be sure to check them out. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the things that, you know, I was sitting here prepared to say, man, Milwaukee's just a bad matchup. There were a ton of missed opportunities early in the game. And I I just wonder if if that was just a, a situation where the Celtics are really trying to overpass or... If, if they, I don't know, if they just took advantage of things in the second half and just relied on greatness. But the passing against Milwaukee has been pretty bad. I just wonder moving forward if other long teams, whenever the Celtics face a team with, with a bunch of length, if they're going to struggle like they did against, uh, against uh, Milwaukee tonight. Well, I think Milwaukee's like a kind of a special circumstance in just that they are the longest team in the league. And I shouts to Reggie Miller tonight. He, he he was like, in my opinion, Milwaukee's the longest team in the league. Like that's not an a tribute that you just like measure in as a like an object fact. But his opinion, they're the longest team in the league. But <laughs> it's a fact. They're they're very long. They're great at defense, and he so sucks. no matter what, um, he does. He's not great. Um, no matter what, playing against Milwaukee. Just passing lanes are going to be smaller. There's going to be more touches. I, I agree that I think the um, the offense was a little bit sloppier in the first half, but I also think the Celtics missed a lot of shots. Um, 
And so that, it, especially, I mean, that second quarter, they looked uh, like hot garbage. There's only one scoring was Kyrie Irving. So maybe it's just like, is our view of it is colored by just uh, some real terrible offense in the second quarter. And that was a lot of offense when Kyrie and Horford were off the floor. Um, my main man, Tito Rozier, did not have um, his best night tonight, but still got um, eight boards, four points. I just think the second unit struggled a little bit in the second half, and it, uh, we saw kind of the ugliness of young guys, I think especially playing on the road. We saw that in the playoffs. Just role players do not make shots as at a higher rate on the on the road as they do at home. So I think the second unit really struggled there in the second half, and um, I guess it's to be expected. You'd rather see them perform better, but uh, in the in the second quarter, I mean in the second half where it mattered more um, – I think we saw Stevens kind of shorten his bench a little bit, and uh, you see Kyrie and Horford out there for more, and that's why they were able to kind of just put that scoring run together. There were there weren't as many lulls and just uh, offensive creation. Uh, I've got one more point that I want to make before we get to some Twitter comments in the junk drawer. Semi Ojale. Ooh, I'm glad you brought up Semi. I was just looking at his stats. He played amazing defense. He after now in the first Milwaukee game. He was so bad that I felt compelled to create a video breakdown of all of the ways he failed in that game. Just to highlight, these are the struggles of a rookie. He was the exact opposite of that. And in many ways, this game was the exact opposite of that Bucks game where uh, uh, in Boston where the Celtics had a lead and in the second half, Ojale came in and things fell apart and they they. They blew a chance to win the game in Boston. In this game, Ojale did a fantastic job of defending Giannis Antetokounmpo, sliding his feet, holding his hands back, putting his chest out, just getting into wherever Giannis wanted to go and cutting off his lanes to the hoop. Semi did an amazing job, just an amazing job in the second half defending Ojale. I mean, defending uh, Giannis. And just I, I, I got to give him props, especially after that first game where I called him out. I got to give him props, man. He was as important defensively as anybody else was on the Celtics offensively. He was amazing for stretches down in the second half, and I think the the key to tonight's victory. Oh, there's many keys. You know, basketball game is a dynamics. There's many variables, so I'm going to embrace some nuance here. But I think one of the reasons why the Celtics won. Uh, is their way, their ability to contain Giannis. Giannis, he still went off, um, you know, for 28, but that's because he's also taking 21 shots. But I didn't think he was uh, amazing tonight. I think early on, Al Horford uh, forced him into a lot of tough shots. And then late, they were throwing a, a number of different bodies at him, but Semi was probably doing the best. But the fact that they were able to kind of only hold Giannis to uh, 28 points, he's still going to get his, especially in the mid-range, if he ever develops like a consistent three point shot, like the league is done. Oh he yes, is, totally. Like he is Kevin. He's better at Kevin Durant than Kevin Durant just because of his like athleticism in terms of like attacking the basket and finishing. If he can even get like close to Kevin Durant's shooting, oh my god, the Forget league it. is gonna be finished. Forget it. He's so amazing. he he got his on the mid range and that's gonna happen. But I thought the Celtics did a good job of keeping him away from the rim, which was a problem um, when they played in Boston and. Horford deserves a lot of credit for especially the work he was doing in the first half and pretty much throughout the game. But when Semi came in, that's just important to have a, a, like a defender who can do that because there's not a lot of other guys on the Celtics who can you can see being an effective um, 
just with the strength and quickness to defend Giannis. And Semi, he's had a bad, not a great season so far. So it's just good to see him come off the bench. And hopefully he can do that moving forward. I don't know what other situation. Maybe he's just a defensive specialist because I haven't seen much from him from the offensive end. But you're right. He major props to Shemi, especially after that first game against the Bucks. Yeah, look at I, and I said this in yesterday's podcast with Frank Madden. As much as I'm, I like to gush over Giannis because look, he's just great. He's just great. There's nothing you can. I, I was saying, I I still want to see Giannis do well, but do well enough that it's a good game. And 28 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists is a good game. But it's a fairly normal good game not an abnormal holy shit what the hell is this guy doing he's tearing up the entire league good game like in his in order in the first game he had 37 points 13 rebounds three assists three steals against the celtics the next game he had 34 points eight rebounds eight assists then he followed that up with 44 points eight rebounds four assists and then Against Charlotte, 32 points, 14 rebounds, six six assists. So for him to be held under 30 at this point is a a feat in itself. And for him to shoot 10 of 21, under 48%, this is a dude, his worst shooting game prior to that was the 13 of 22 against the Celtics for 59%. So Giannis was kept into in in somewhat check for I guess for what what his game is going to be moving forward 28 points on 21 shots is a nice game but not a superhero game like he's had in the first four games of the season so when when you keep a superstar in in a normal range that's that's a win that's a win so yes props to Al Horford props to semi in a big big way because he he did step up so and that's kind of where the bucks need um al jabari parker to step up yeah. they need a second uh scorer on that team brogdon's all right middleton's all right but um and even fucking tony snell every time he made a shot <laughs> i was just like fucking tony snell um but you you they need jabari parker if they're really going to take that uh that next step but um I don't know. That's all I have to say. All right. Let's get to some of the hashtag rain and Jays as we like to do. Let's whip through these before we get to the uh, jams junk drawer and wrap up the show. Ben Gates at Gates underscore Ben. Was that Al Horford's best game as a Celtic? Um, I want to go back and say, no, not his best game because there were games in the playoffs where I feel like he had some much better, more important games. So, but that was probably statistically his best shooting game, his best overall kind of offensive performance. But I, I will, I will bet that as I'm talking, I go back and I look at some of the stats from the the playoffs that he had some some much better games in the postseason last year. You know what? I because there's no game that sticks out, and I'm all for recency bias, like best kind of bias in my opinion. I'm gonna say yes, that was absolutely Al Horford's best game because I can't remember another game him. He tied his career high as a Celtic for 27 points tonight. Uh, we already talked about his defense on Giannis. Why not? If, um, it's the thing I remember the most, so I'm gonna give it Al Horford 
best game is a Celtic tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, fine. Screw it. I'm not even going to do go back and look. We'll just deem it so. Uh, let's see. Uh, at M Burns 37, have we seen anything like the two-man game between Kyrie and Al before? Uh, I mean, yes. But yes, <laughs> many, it's called like pick and roll. Like many people play offense. They but had a good connection tonight. But tonight like, was, was very nice. Tonight was very special. The pass that Kyrie made late in the game, driving from the left wing. I tweeted out the highlight driving from the left wing, getting underneath behind the backboard and flipping this kind of like behind the back one handed pass all the way out to Horford for three. That was really nice. So, yes, but I mean, it, tonight tonight was a special performance. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Alex at Straight No Chaser, shout out to uh, Jalen Brown for bringing something to the table when his offense wasn't quite there, just like we had said. Uh, let's see, uh, Rifecy, those are great minutes by the Celtics second unit. We definitely agree. Uh, at Donald Scrotesburg. <laughs> Classic. I, I I don't feel like that's his real name, but Semi is bodying Giannis on the block. Yes, he was. Uh, let's see. And uh, at Pat Cabriglione or is it Cabriglione? Whatever. Can we get Anna Horford on the on the uh, on the podcast? Yeah, I'll pro- probably sure. At any time, to- anytime Anna Horford wants to come on the podcast, she can. If she wants to Skype one of us, we will talk to her. Absolutely. Uh, I did. I have interviewed Anna once for a TV piece that I did. Uh, she's great. She's wonderful on Twitter. And we actually, I remember when she first, when Al first got to Boston, and, and there's a bunch of shit popping off, and we tried to get her on, and everybody was trying to get her at the same time. But we'll have her on. Absolutely, we'll have her on. Uh, let's see. Rifecy says I've never seen. Not sure I've seen Al Horford play a better game. Best player at both ends tonight, showing Giannis so far. So there's that comment from him. Yeah. No. Another confirmation that this was. Al Horford's best game sure. as a Celtic. Sure. Yeah. Never absolutely. been better. And let's see, there was one more. Oh, yes. This is something that popped up a little bit. Matt Cusin uh, at Matt C U S S O N. Is J Tay too obvious for a nickname? Everybody's looking for the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum nickname. And now Do you I, have thoughts on this? Do you have you thought about this? Do you have you settled on a nickname? I've yet? settled on a nickname. I absolutely I have. I, I like Trouble 07. Trouble 07? I don't know. It doesn't Trouble really 07? pop you. Personally, I like um, the Rain and Jays, um, but I just want yeah, but... us to become a five-man team, and I... just the five of us would be the Rain and Jays collectively. I think I'm that's happy like to the... do that, too. I'm happy to do that. That would be a prerequisite. There's either going to pay us money, or we got to go run some ball and just the five of us play. Basketball is a five-man game, like five-man yeah. team. It feels like it makes a lot of sense. We already have three reigning Jays. Why not add two more? Look, if the, we got good, good, good. Oh, I was just gonna say the 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 other one that the that peop, the folks have maybe settled on is kid and play. And as a um, I hate that. a fan of '80s rap, I was curious of what your thought would be about kid and play, or just I, in general. I loved kid, kid and play, play back in the day. I loved them when I was when when they were actually hot, and I was old enough. You know, I was in high school. How many times have you seen House Party? Uh, a couple of times. A couple of times. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, my friend and I had a whole kid and play. Like we copied the whole dance routine. Like we had the whole thing. 
Yeah, it was it was a scene. That's what I I I was if they're going to have that nickname, I need to see video of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum doing the kid and play dance. Yeah. Or else they they can't earn it that way. Like I feel like they need it. Also, Jalen Brown has the kid uh, kind of high top fade right, haircut. Right. Right. That's but why I feel people like are saying it. You want to call Jason Tatum the kid. So I don't know. I just I don't think it fits. I don't it doesn't work out exactly. Normally I'm a big nickname guy, but I don't get the like the you can't force a nickname on these two players. Like they'll they'll have eventually have to earn it. Like to me, Tito was a natural. It's just a natural progression. You can't just force a nickname on uh, on two guys who haven't. It hasn't developed yet. No, I I agree. I agree. So I I like I said I liked Trouble Trouble Seven. I think it's goo. You kind of like fake the movie poster. Uh, Rain and Jays. I'm all for the Rain and Jays. Happy to discuss giving up the uh, the profile. But uh, not giving up. I'm waiting sharing, for them joining sharing, us. Join, yeah. join, join. Of course, of course. I, I like your breakdown of you as uh, the wing, the do it all wing. Jay as the Kyrie esque shoot first, pass only when necessary point guard. And I'm just there for rim protection and set hard picks. That's, That's exactly like you're all you're all grit and um, Jay King just plays three point line to three point line and just uh, is all about shooting and um, not playing defense. I got to tell you honestly, little little story from my playing days, my senior year at Emerson. One of my favorite games that we ever had was I I don't even know if I scored, I don't even think I scored ten points, but I set every pick for our leading scorer to score like thirty on these. We ran the same play over and over and over again where we hit them with uh, skip passes and I would just pick his man at the free throw line and he would just bang threes. That was my favorite game because you just get to hit people over and over and over again. Let me tell you something, a little lesson for the kids. The guy who sets the pick very often gets the ball back. So in the pick and roll or in the pick and pop, the guy who sets the screen will get the ball. So learn to love setting picks you will find ways to score as the pick setter. So. I have I have zero skills when it comes to pickup. Like I cannot dribble that well. I'm not a very good shooter. So on offense, my main job or it, I take it upon myself to just set picks. And the feeling you get when you just you know you set a good one and you like surprise the guy and the uh, the man on your team gets a lot of space and it's just. It feels good. You just know it when you hit it. So there's, I I like that. I like a game where you just set a bunch of picks for the leading score. That sounds wonderful. There's there's a little sound that a player will make when you hit him with a good pick. It's just a little. You get that little that little. Exhaling. They have to not know you're there. Like yeah. they have to kind of be surprised by it. Yeah. When you hit him with that thing and they go, Oof, then you're like, oh yeah, got him square, boom, right on the shoulder. So little fun thing. Those are always fun. All right, uh, I guess it's junk drawer time. All right, I watched the first half from a, a restaurant, so I did not, and I didn't bring my notepad, so I have less um, notes from the first half. But let's get into it. You Jam's should be jotting these down on cocktail napkins and times I like this. I didn't even have a pen. Um, but uh, my first thing is they called like so they played on this new court or no, this old court called the Mecca, um, and I just was like. Are they? You are you allowed to just name things the Mecca in like real life? That feels a little sacrilegious to me. I don't know. I didn't know that was cool. That was my first reaction. <laughs> um, Jay King getting a lot of FaceTime on TNT tonight. I don't know. He was right behind um, White announcer's shoulder. I can't remember who was on the call tonight with Kevin Reggie Harlan? Miller. 
Yeah, Kevin Harlan. Jay King, haircut's looking good. There's been some times where you you see Jay King. He's got long hair and he looks gross. He looks un. <laughs> he looks unclean. And but he's got this new short haircut. He's got a nice comb working for him, and he had some nice national TV appearance tonight. Uh, so shouts to the kid. You know, looking good with the haircut. Um, Gordon Hayward. It, it was reported tonight that he has become. He's returning to the team soon. He's officially gonna. He's gonna be in charge of video. Which I think is hilarious. Like he's officially the AV kid of the team. Like he is the student manager of the Boston Celtics, and I can't think of a better role for Gordon Hayward to play while injured. That I mean, yeah. That is he not the perfect guy for that? He's going to be very committed, and he's going to know how to exactly hook up all the video equipment. Him and the video guys are going to become best friends for the entire year. And I'm excited for those video guys because he's an NBA basketball player. All right. Um, did anyone see Millhouse fan tonight in full like yellow makeup while yes. in a radioactive man? Like yes. that is commitment to the bit. Shout out to that guy. Jiminy Jillikers. Oh, Jiminy Jillikers. Like what that's amazing stuff. I was just very impressed to see that. I've never thought to like I guess it is Halloween weekend, but full Millhouse in with the yellow makeup, with the side props of reading radioactive man i i was very impressed fan of the night all right um marcus smart i just have to shout out he this was a he, he heaved a three-point shot one of the ones he made tonight but this was end of shot clock he also heaved at the end of uh, the half but just shout out to marcus smart for being the heath master not afraid to shoot at any moment um a lot of talk about Tito Horford tonight. I, I didn't. I never really fully comprehended comprehended the story, but uh, I guess he played in this arena. But they just kept on talking about Tito all night, and I got people tweeting at me that they thought they uh, Kevin Harlan was talking about Rozier, and that just um, it made my heart like melt. It was fantastic stuff. And you know what? Like Tito Horford is an inspiration for Tito Rozier because they're both just cool guys who are pretty good at basketball, and I feel like it fits. So, um, shouts to Tito Horford, shouts to Tito Three Sticks, uh, Tito Forever. <laughs> that was a positive note. I got to get negative right now. Oh, Malcolm no. Brogdon, not a fan. He's officially become an um, annoying player that I don't like. It feels like he's always kind of hitting big shots. He was very good against the Celtics last year. It felt like unstoppable in the fourth quarter last year. I just don't like Malcolm Brogdon. I don't like his face at this point. And <laughs> every time he succeeds, it's, it's frustrating. It's I don't know who's worse. Who would you say is worse, Malcolm Brogdon or Tony Snell, in terms of just like irrational hatred? Um, I would go Tony Snell. I don't yeah. hate Brogdon, but yeah, you you shortly will. He's too good. That's the thing. It's frustrating when players are good and they play well against the Celtics. That's the worst. I hate when um, guys do well against the team that I like. Okay. And um. That's going to wrap it up for Junk Drawer. I, uh, all the other notes I have are pretty much nonsense, so that's going to do it. I'm going to wrap it up with a money quote from Marcus Smart. After the game, as told to Abby Chin, relayed to us by Jared Weiss, he says, a buck called him trash. He says, I think one of the rookies kept saying I was trash, and I told him, I said, I'm playing on a hurt ankle, and you still ain't got no playing time. So just relax, and I'll be trash for the day. Uh, Who do you think that rookie was? It was DeAndre Liggins? I bet it was DeAndre Liggins. That guy, 
That guy fouled Rozier and then like stood over him and then got called for like a flagrant foul and a technical foul immediately after that. Like that that dude is nonsense. That okay, so Liggins that foul, that technical foul that he that was a just a murder. He fouled Smart like two or three different times on that play and had the balls to stand over him and mean mug. Like that was that was terrible. That was just stupid. So he deserved the technical foul on that. I don't give a shit what Reggie Miller says. Reggie, get Reggie, you suck too. <laughs> Reggie Miller, officially bad. <laughs> bad at this. Yet they keep putting him on the national games. Uh, no, who likes Reggie Miller as a broadcaster? I mean, I got nothing against him as a player or as a person. I don't know, but geez, as a he's just oh, I can't, I can't listen to him. But sometimes I got no choice. Sometimes you just go watch TNT. Uh, well, you guys have a choice, and you have chosen to listen to us on a regular basis, or maybe this is your first time. So if it's your first time, we hope that you have heard enough from us that you will continue to listen to us. So subscribe, please. That would be great. Rate us five stars. That would be even better. And even on top of that, better than that, would be to give us a good review because the review is really the key. It's like if you go to a restaurant on Yelp and you see the the five stars, that yeah, okay, that's great. But the people who leave the reviews, that's what sells you. That's what makes you go to the restaurant. Just like that, we need the reviews. That's your way of paying us. Let us know, let the people know that they should be listening to us. So subscribe, five stars, good review, share, tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to us. We're the Locked On Celtics Podcast, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.